Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Hello, welcome to How We Saw It. We took the week off and we're back at it. And we'll be exploring the man in his works, Kevin Smith. I am Mike. And as always, the Bartleby to my Loki, the Randall to my Dante, Aaron! What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. I didn't go for the obvious because I didn't know. Would you be Silent Bob? Well, that's tough, man. Like, neither one of us are big talkers, so... I think it would just be like, you can't do two silent, the silent Bob to my silent Bob. Like, it just doesn't work. No, not at all. Yeah, I guess maybe you could do like the the silent Bob to my cartoon silent Bob. There you go. There you go. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? Well, you've had two weeks, so you must have something. Right? Like, I have to have something written down. Otherwise, I just, you know, you're going to have to fire me on the spot. <laughs> um, well, first, before I start my what kept me sane, uh, can I can I spill the beans on what next week's episode is? Because if I can't, I can't use one of my things. Oh, go ahead. Okay. All right. So next week, we're going to be discussing Tombstone and Westerns, like Western films. Uh, but let, let's just be honest, like, uh, not early Westerns. We're going like late eighties up. Uh, so that being said, um, yo, the Deadwood movie was on Mm. HBO. Uh, obviously not this weekend, the weekend before, cause we're, we're two weeks back. Um, it was fucking fantastic, man. Like that was one of those shows that got canceled way before it's time. Uh, HBO really kind of fucked that up. And, uh, they lost what was I thought was probably one of their best shows. Um, so this movie was basically like a 10 years later and it capped off the series. And uh, I don't want to go into too much because obviously I'm going to end up talking about it next week too. Um, but it was absolutely fantastic. And HBO two ran a 36 hour marathon of the three seasons before it. So I got to watch a good chunk of, uh, of episodes before the movie hit. So by the time it came, I was like raring to go. Um, Is that a victim of the writer's strike? Like yes, it was, I think. Like they went and the actors had gone and done other stuff uh, or they were going to unless HBO signed them and HBO was like, eh, fuck it and <laughs> didn't. And then they went and everybody moved on to other stuff uh, and we never got to see the, you know, the real ending of how it would have been. I think so Carnival was another victim too, wasn't it? I think it might have been. That was like another one of the like, Deadwood and Carnival were around at the same time, right? I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, like at least within a year of each other, I would say. Um, they, HBO went through that like weird period where they had like really good shows that they they put no effort into. Mm. Like, I don't think HBO really put effort into a show again until Game of Thrones. Right. Like, there was really nothing in between there that they were like, yeah, this is our thing. You know, because Deadwood was like the best thing they had and it was treated like the, you know, like the bastard stepchild, which was just ridiculous. Um, So anyway, I'm going to get into that next week. But uh, I went to see Godzilla yesterday. Did you? I did. And it was fantastic. Uh, I know a lot of people complained that there was no like the, the human characters were kind of just 
there. They weren't necessarily like fleshed out. Like the movie throws you in right as the other one has ended. And I expected there was going to be a little bit of a, you know, like a 10 years later, but no, <laughs> it was like, here you go. Remember this? Like, I mean, and then it jumped forward again, you know, to five or 10 years later. Like I thought it would, but there was like a good 10 minutes in the beginning that was like right from where you were at the end of the last movie. Hmm. Um, so they kind of just threw human characters in um, and you kind of had to just pick up what you could from them. But I, like how many Godzilla movies do you think you've seen? Uh, all of them. All of them, right? Do you give a sh- do you, could you name the human characters? I can't. <laughs> I could probably by accident. Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve exactly. Martin version 1954. Yeah. yeah. Uh that's it. That's it. Like I don't care so much about the human characters. Like I need them to be there to drive the story forward or drive the movie forward, but ultimately all I want to see are are giant monsters. And this movie was exactly fucking that. There were I was expecting um just Godzilla, uh just King Ghidorah, and I knew Mothra was in it too. Um You're not about to give there, me spoils, are you? Because I'm going to No, I'm not gonna give you spoils. Okay. Um so I will stop there and I will tell you that you will be pleasantly surprised at the sheer volume of other things that show up. <laughs> Jaguar? <laughs> you know, I really wanted him to. Uh, like, so at one point, there was so many monsters on the screen, and the humans are like, "What are we going to do?" And I looked over at Jen, and I was like, "Send Jet Jaguar." <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, I don't want to disappoint you, but no, Jet oh. Jaguar did not uh, did not make it into this one. Oh. But damn, if it didn't set up nicely for Godzilla versus Kong was, in twenty twenty. I rewatched Skull Island. And there was a throwaway line in the beginning where they go, oh, Kong hasn't even grown up yet. So that's going to explain how Kong gets the size of Of that he is. Yeah. 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 Because otherwise it'd be. He'd just step on him. Be like my dog versus a great Dane. It's just not. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just not exactly an even match. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's set up perfectly. And I can't wait for that film to get here. Um, And I really, really, really enjoyed the new Godzilla movie. Uh, let's see for my Pluto plug. Uh, I took your advice and downloaded the actual Pluto app instead of just running it through my TV, like the little watch free thing on my TV. Uh, Mm -hmm. and not only is the picture quality better, uh, but I have all those channels that you were telling me about that. I was like, where the fuck are all these channels at? Um, but they had one called 4k TV, which is basically just like, it's it's almost all like it's like drone footage like flying over like cool landscapes and shit man i lost like two hours to that the <laughs> other day it was great um and he, i you know sometimes when i do the the, the same thing like obviously not this week because i had a i had a block of like you know nothing in between like i had a week to think on it um i can't come up with shit to like you know i don't do exciting stuff all the time and you know i don't always watch exciting shit or listen to exciting shit uh so I decided I was just going to write down some shit that had popped into my head. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, as a, as a culture, can, can we get back to throwing vegetables at politicians again? Um, like I know, I know they're doing it with the milkshake thing and I appreciate that. Like I can appreciate the milkshake thing. It's, it's funny. Um, but there's just something about the thought of like Mitch McConnell getting hit in the face with a tomato like and not like one from close up 
Like, you know, where you like, oh, that guy's got a tomato in his hand. Like, no, we're like, he's talking on the camera and then out from the left, just a tomato appears and just splats all over his face. <laughs> and then the rest of the audience proceeds to hit him with like lettuce and, and shit like that. Like, I understand we don't want to throw away food that's perfectly good. And why waste it on a prick like Mitch McConnell? Um, so this is what we could do with like the waste stuff that like we can't do it. Like, you know, it's going to go bad anyway. I think we should give it to people to take to political rallies so we could fucking throw it at these guys. It just seems like something we need to get back to. And it's embarrassing, right? Like, you know, if somebody comes up to you in a restaurant and starts talking shit, like you can just be like, oh, I'm not paying attention to you or you get up and leave or whatever. But if somebody hits you in the face with a tomato it doesn't matter how quickly you slink out of whatever building you're in. You've still got tomato <laughs> all over you and everyone knows why. Like you're not carrying a to-go container. The salad is on your face. Like it's just, it seems like something that we need to get back to. So anybody out there listening, that's like, should I throw vegetables at, at crooked politicians? Yes. I, I give you my, my full, uh, my full blessing to start the movement. Um, and, uh, Okay, so this is a bit of a throwback to um, to our mega churches episode. I don't think we talked about this dude at all. Um, Kenneth Copeland mm. this is like a just a prick mega church guy who uh, he got he bought a plane. I guess he bought it from Tyler Perry. He said, um, and he needed it his, his justification <laughs> right at a very reasonable price, according to the video. Um, he has to have this plane and justified it by saying that he can't fly with like regular people uh, because of like demons and shit like that. Now I was like, if you get on a plane and you see demons, like chances are they're going to remove you from the plane anyway. <laughs> I, I feel like the sky marshals just aren't cool with that. Um, and you shouldn't be hollering that shit on a public flight. But as a, as a preacher, I'm using air quotes because this guy's an asshole. Um, <laughs> uh, aren't those the people you're supposed to be flying with? Like, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you want to fly with a, with a, with an entire Airbus full of fucking demon people? Like, I just feel like that's absolutely your job description. Like you should just be like, if there's 200 sinners on that plane, they should all be saved by the time you get off. <laughs> Right. Like, isn't that kind of how it works? But no, this guy needs like a multi, multi, multi million dollar plane that his parishioners paid for with their tithing monies and gifts and and whatever. And he bought a multi million dollar plane because he doesn't want to fly commercial. Why on earth does anyone still go to this guy's fucking church? I don't know. I kind of want to buy a plane that Medea was in. Yeah, but like he wasn't saying it in like a cool like I like that film sort of way. <laughs> like I'm betting just by the looks of him if you asked him if he'd like that fi if he liked that film, he would probably strike at you with the same amount of venom that he struck at that woman doing the interview cuz uh he looked like he was going to fucking kill her at one point. Like she was about to be slain in the spirit. Like and buy it. Like it was just a it was just a bad fucking situation all around. And I really hope that something, you know, not death horrible, but something horrible happens to this fucking guy because uh that's gross opulence and exactly the opposite of everything you're supposed to stand for. Mm. You prissy bastard. <laughs> uh but anyway, man, that's what kept me sane. What kept you saying? Oh, 
I went uh, game hunting. Little yeah. classic game hunting, and I found the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer game for the Xbox. Yeah. Now, mind you, I can't play it, but I just enjoy owning it. Yeah. Just so I can have it. Um. I'd also like to shout out a couple of YouTubers I found. Uh, the first one, his channel is called In Praise of Shadows. Okay. He does a lot of long form. It's a pretty young channel. He does long form deep delves into horror and dark, darker pop, pop culture topics. Really? And he just did his latest video was on Batman in the modern era and how it's been bad for the character. It's really great. He d- delves deeply into how the modern take on Batman is trying to brighten him up and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's not really working for the character because Batman isn't a bright cult character. The city is much a character as Batman is, so they've yeah. got rid of the gothic skylines and replaced it with a brighter, almost like... So they made Angeles it look like Metropolis? Story. Yeah. Ugh. So it's a lot less dark as the city itself, whereas the city is the entity itself, and it's a dark place, and, you know, the editor said he was tired of Batman in Gotham because who would want to live there because of all the crime, but it it negates to think about places like Detroit and Cleveland, where crime rates are high, Chicago, crime rates are high, but people can't move. You're stuck there, and that's what the story of Gotham is. These are people who are stuck there. Mind it, be it financially or prideful, they're stuck in the city. Yes, you can't apply real-world logic really to it, because I'm getting the fuck out of here if Joker comes around killing people. (laughs) You know? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's an hour-long video, and he just explains it so well he goes in the history of batman and why the gothic setting is perfect for him huh. it's just a great video the other youtuber is ryan hollinger he's a european he's got a lot of videos he does shorter dives into specific mo- movies and he posts a lot more regular interval and he ex- he's pretty much exclusively dealing with horror like one of his recent video was on the horror of 30 nights or 30 days of oh, night. 30 days of night. Yeah. And a lot of good videos along that I'm line. I'm going to check those out. All of those sound really interesting. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> and he talks about the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer Hush. Okay. And goes into a deep uh, dive of seven. You know, these are the latest videos. And it's just really good. So it's not like your standard fare of horror movie. Like everybody always, like a lot of your channels all do the same movies like oh here's nightmare on elm street here's friday the 13th. Mm. yeah and he like he'll go into harlan ellison's uh i have no mouth and i must scream mm. talk about he talks about harlan ellison and the book and the video game based on it so it's, it's really good stuff really good deep dives awesome. so mike yes i have a question for you Uh-oh. All right. So, keeping in the uh, the theme of the week, which I seem, which I think seems to be kind of how we do these. Uh, all right. So, Kevin Smith started out as more of a more of a film guy, obviously, and over his career, I would say that his films have probably gotten a little less commercially popular, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, but he has been doing television. He's been doing a lot of the. Uh, 
like the CW superhero shows. He's been directing a lot of shows on there. Uh, do you think that he should just dip harder into TV? I'd say everybody should. You know, if not TV, network TV, then uh, streaming services. You know, he's written for DC in the past. He'd be a catch for them. Mm-hmm. And because they're they're kind of struggling because they can't commit to anything. They canceled Swamp, Swamp Thing after the first episode. Yeah, one episode. Because they won't commit the resources. They have Warner Brothers money. They should be able to. Right? But, and then there was all there's like concern that they were going to lose the service altogether. There was like, you know, worry that they were going to just get killed. So yeah, I mean, it definitely behooves them to move the TV. And I think a lot of his later stuff has been hit. Iron Miss been hit. Yeah. It's been more niche, I would say. So I think he would make more money going to TV. Yeah. And do you think that his his type of humor lends itself more to how TV is now? Or the dialogue heavy? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely cuz he could do he's really good at the dialogue humor in the quick slapstick key kind of sidestick right you know and i think that's perfect you know shows like superstore ap bio these are um comedies you know letter kenny from canada there's very dialogue heavy Mm -hmm. for humor and i mean he's basically he's like a mix between joss Whedon and quentin tarantino when it comes to dialogue and he is so i think he'd be able to hit it pretty well on the short form, you know, it gives them a more of a chance to explore storylines and that kind of stuff. And I think, and as a comic book fan, it would feel like it's like a perfect marriage. Right. I mean, because especially with the, with the DC shows, like they, they're really kind of, they'll use any character just about like that. I mean, they use like really lesser known bad guys, good guys, doesn't matter. Like they, they bring out some obscure stuff. And I feel like a guy like Kevin Smith gets those characters, like, cause he's such a comic book head. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it's kind of his thing, you know, is it comic yeah. book man on, or did on any, I don't know if that's still on, is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was always a good show. And he talked to yep. them from the comic book shop that he owns. Yep. Which is a wonderful place. I've been there. Sweet. Yeah, so go to TV, Kevin. Just exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> After the reboot of... Yeah, make a movie every now and then if you feel like it, but stick to... But dip into TV. Because I feel like it, like you can be more prolific in TV. Right. You know, like you got to write a whole script and then you got to get the backing for the script. And then, you know, it's a, it's a process. Whereas TV, they're like, hey, man, you want to come in and do 10 episodes? Like, it's just... It seems like there's much more creative license in the TV realm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mr. Smith, <laughs> he did make his way on his credit cards and his friend's credit cards, and he produced, directed, and wrote Clerks. Yep. Which was a pretty much a film about Generation X in the 90s and became a theme for many of people. But it transcended. 
times. Now, was it your first Kevin Smith movie? Oh, yeah, because that's what you introduced me to. With... Did I introduce? I wasn't positive if it was me. Or yeah, not. it was you. Okay. Like, my first one was Chasing Amy. So, like, I started at the third movie and then went backwards. Wow. And I guess for the sake of conversation for people, like, so they're not like, wait, what did he say? <laughs> All right, here's Kevin Smith's movies. If you're not familiar with them already, you've got Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Jersey Girl, Clerks 2, Zack and Miri Make a Porno, Cop Out, Red State, Tusk, Yoga Hosers, and then he directed a short film in uh, Holidays. Mm. All right, so that's the movies for now. I'll, I'll get into like the TV stuff when we get into that. But, um, so yeah, I started at Chasing Amy, which I guess, you know, considering the two movies before it are incredibly different. Mm. Like you don't get much more different than Chasing Amy from Mallrats and, and fucking Clerks. That's true. I mean, Mallrats itself was a weird follow-up to Clerks. It was. It was. I loved it though. Like I didn't find out until later on that there was hatred for it. Like I remember buying it on DVD, and there was some. No, it was when I bought the Criterion Collection of Chasing Amy. Kevin Smith does this little intro where he talks about how Clerks got panned, and he was like, "Fuck you, Clerks was good," <laughs> or uh, "Mallrats was good." Fuck you, Mallrats was good. Good. And uh, I was like, "Wait, people hated Mallrats? Like, what was there to hate about Mallrats?" Like. We thought that movie was just like absurdly funny. Right. <laughs> I guess fandoms are just weird. <laughs> yeah. And the Kevin Smith fandom is pretty unforgiving. Mm. Seems to be a lot of those fandoms. I know. It's awful. <laughs> so, all right. So when you when you saw Clerks, I mean it was probably if I showed it to you, were you even like were you working yet or had you just started? I don't think I was working yet. I think I was still in high school. So was there a lot of the humor that you didn't get until after the fact? Pretty much, I mean. It really kind of went over my head for the most part. Right. And you know, it's like show, like that you can't appreciate it till you've gone through it customer facing. Until you've lived it, yeah. 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 And I don't feel like you need much more than a 40-hour shift to get it. <laughs> and then, I mean, Mallrats was, was probably more my speed at that point. Right. The very first Stan Lee cameo. Mm. And Chasing Amy, I would have just liked because you liked it. Right. <laughs> You're a tracer. <laughs> that movie, I, I don't... It was... That's such an... I watched that with somebody that I worked with and... She was like considerably older than me. So she's watching it as like somebody who's in like their fifties watches a film. Like you've seen like hundreds of films prior to this. And this was like one of my first real like indie mm. flicks. Like, cause I didn't grow up in an area where you could necessarily go see a ton of indie flicks anywhere. Um, and this was like, you know, kind of indie flicks were new then. Like now they fucking call everything <laughs> an indie flick. You could have like, you could have like, five massive stars in it but if it only opens on like five screens it's a does it have marvel before the name no that's indie <laughs> right it, it's an indie film then like yeah too tuned it for our money thanks um and i remember just being like 
blown away at the kind like the storyline of it was just unlike anything I had fucking seen before. Like these were things that they were talking about that I don't know I hadn't lived through. So it was a it was a very eye opening movie. And then to go back and watch Clerks, which was like you know filmed in like three fucking spots and in black and white, like you know my little fucking mass media movie brain was like it fucking melted so out of his movies which one's your favorite oh that's kind of tough like i like them all for different reasons um i would probably say that my favorite is dogma Mm. i think that's the one that i i I thoroughly enjoyed not that i didn't enjoy the other ones but it was like the one that if you asked me which one i wanted to watch i would immediately probably go to that um, I don't know. It, obviously, it's like a bigger budget one, so you can be like, "Well, you don't like his simpler work." Like, no, I fucking like his stuff. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Dogma had like Dogma had more uh, actors in it that I could recognize. Um, I am a Ben Affleck fan. I also like Matt Damon. Um, Chris Rock is fucking funny, and uh, Selma Hayek is amazing. And you can't go wrong with Alan Rickman. Uh, you know, obviously Jay and Silent Bob are in it, and Alanis Morissette as God was just like perfect for me. So <laughs> I th- I love that movie so much. Uh, mm. I'm trying to think though. Like, Clerks Two grew on me. Um, mm. but yeah, I I would say that Dogma is probably my favorite one. What about you? I would go with Dogma yeah. too, just because. Especially, it was such a, came out in 99, so I was still very much a little happy little Christian boy. Right. So it, I didn't understand as much until I got older. <laughs> Especially and I like think the, some of that stuff goes over because we're not Catholic, we weren't Catholic. Right. Like, so right. there's an element of that that we just simply don't understand because we don't, we never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, but um, the- did. Like, do you remember your parents ever saying anything about the movie? Or were you, like, not at that point, you were too old. Like, it wasn't... Oh, George Carlin was in it, so I, I didn't have to assume anything. I knew what their... Yeah, that was already... Would yeah. Be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he was not a popular guy. Yeah, I still remember my dad ripped up the book I had from George Carlin. That still, like, blows my mind, because you told me that story... And then when you told it again on the show that one time, it hit, like there was more detail to the story, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't realize he was that mad. <laughs> like I said, atheist is the worst thing you could be, right? Nothing, nothing worse. Put a bullet behind your ear as quick as they could. <laughs> I really enjoyed Jay for watching. Probably Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I've seen okay. that probably seven hundred times. Right. I've seen Clerks too bunch of times i just for the the whole anything else but the randall speech in the jail cell yes because i was living that at the time i first saw that it's amazing how much of his dialogue kind of resonated with me like i don't like the people in clerks were older than i was like i was still like in my kind of later teen years so like how you know how on earth am i looking at people that i don't i don't understand like working a retail gig like but the stuff that they were saying in that movie about just being fucking bored to tears like i got it like i understood (laughs) it 
And then when I finally did get a retail job, like I really fucking understood it. And a lot of his talking about like, you know, relationships and just feeling, uh, you know, just being unsatisfied with your station in life and shit like that. Like I got it. Like, I don't know if it's maybe because he and I, you know, maybe we come from similar backgrounds somewhere along the line, like economic backgrounds or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just felt like he got what I was feeling a good chunk of the time. Red state was definitely a can't really talk about because if anyone hasn't seen it, it'd be right. Like it would really ruin it. If you, if, if we set, if we spoiled anything, um, but it's a, now I have seen it classified as a horror. Do you agree with that or no? There's several scenes in it. I would, I would almost place it as a, God, I don't even want to say what I place it as because it, it changes people. Go it changes it. the dynamic of the film. Yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 let's see what IMDb classes it as. An action crime horror. Okay. I can uh, buy that it. kind of does it, I guess. Yeah. It's got all of those things. I can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like there's definitely horrific elements, but like when I saw it classified as a horror, it was not what I was expecting. Like I was like, really? Like there's nothing, you know, strictly horror about it. But uh let's just say it's loosely based on if you want to know what it's about, it's loosely based on the Westboro Baptist Church. And that's about as like I that should be all I have to say to, <laughs> to make you to make you watch that movie. Um because Kevin Smith had like a long running feud with the Westboro Baptist Church. And actually invited them to the premiere of the movie, I believe. Yeah, they did show up too. Yeah, they did. They did. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen his David Cronenberg turn in Tusk? I actually did see well i i I, be honest i saw two-thirds of tusk i (laughs) fell asleep through the last bit of it um but i had a friend who lives in california who was like i got something to send you and he sent me i got this box in the mail and i open it up and it's a uh, it's a dvd of shoot interviews from vince russo that'll mean something to you and probably maybe two other people um and a copy of tusk and there was a note with the copy of Tusk saying like, uh, I really didn't get this movie. I didn't really like it at all. Um, passing it along to you so you can, you can check it out. And it felt to me like he had sent me the video from the ring. Basically mm-hmm. like it, this was, this was the tape that was going to kill me in seven days after I watched it. <laughs> and he was just doing his part to get out of the death. Like he was sending it to me. So I had that moment of like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> Dylan, you son of a... Um, uh, all right, so Jen and I, like, it sat in the rack for, oh, God, at least eight months. Like, we didn't touch it. Um, we just weren't sure if we were ready to watch it yet. And then one night we decided, all right, let, let, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and we put it on, and uh, what a trooper she was, man. I fell asleep through that thing. Uh, I think I woke up at the very end when he's in the suit already and he's kind of moving around like that final climax kind of thing. Uh, So I had no idea what was going on, right? Like I had fallen asleep through all of that kind of like, you know, pivotal stuff. Uh, So I woke up and it went from like, you know, Justin Long looking normal to to Justin Long as a walrus. Um, So I didn't, Jen hated it. Jen absolutely hated it. I liked what I saw, uh, but I didn't love it. 
it's something that I will probably watch again, like if I find it on TV at like four o'clock in the morning, if I wake up and it's on, like I'll watch it. Um, what did you think? It was was interesting. (laughs) Right? Like that's kind of all you can say about it. Like the concept is cool. Sort of. Uh, Justin Long is fine. I, I, I really liked Michael Parks as a, as an actor. Um, I thought he was good as always. I just, I don't know. The movie felt odd, but I appreciated the fact that he was basically like, I'm going to do what I want now. (laughs) Like he was supposed to do another one. Wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't there supposed to be a movie called Moose Jaws? Yeah. 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 It's still announced. Is it? Like if he puts it out, I'll, I'll fucking watch it. You know, the movie I haven't watched though. I have never watched yoga hosers. Um, I don't, like I know, I saw a lot of people online that were just really shitty about it. Like, oh, you're fucking putting your daughter in a movie, or or how, how fucking stupid. Uh, fuck you. Like, if I made movies, I'd want to put my fucking kids in them if they were halfway decent. Like, she's better actor to that. She's a better actress than uh, Jaden Smith is an actor. So you know, she's got that going for her. Um, I haven't watched that movie though. I don't know. It just seemed a little too. <sighs> I'm trying to think what the word like. A little too teenage for me. A little too young. I don't know. Have you watched it? I started to watch it. I didn't get through it. It was okay. Just is it bad? It's not bad. It just wasn't something I wanted to watch. It didn't hold your interest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he also got. I mean, he's had like you said you when you said hit and miss, you were like not at all lying, uh, because you know, Jersey Girl got obliterated by critics and audiences i own it uh i don't hate it i don't think i'll ever actively seek it out to watch again but it's got george carlin as like the grandfather like uh, that's entertaining uh jennifer lopez dies like right in the beginning (laughs) of the movie so you don't have to deal with her if you don't want to uh ben affleck is in it and i know a lot of people hate ben affleck but he tries he does all right uh, and the little girl is fine. Like the little girl does a really good job. Like it's, it's cute. I feel like it was his first dip into a movie that wasn't like sarcastic and vulgar. Like he was just trying to be, I don't know, a, mm-hmm. like a nicer, more wholesome Kevin Smith. And like, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Like I won't, I'm not going to tell you to go out and watch it because like there's, there's an off chance that like, you're not going to like it, but it's, it's, it's cute for what it is, right. you know, like it was just a, it's just a movie. Is that going to be ready to make a porno? I, I only that watched was... that like once, I think. I forget about that movie. Like, I feel like it's the forgotten. Do you like Seth Rogen? Uh, I am sometimes hit or miss with Seth Rogen. Sometimes I like him, and sometimes he absolutely bothers the shit out of me. Like, there are times that he's a good level of Seth Rogen, and then there is far times that he is far too much Seth Rogen. And it's the same issue I have with Jack Black. Like there is some level of Jack Black that is like Jack Black and Jumanji was really fucking good. Uh, Jack Black, I'm going to get vilified for saying this. So uh, here I go head first. Uh, Jack Black and Tenacious D annoys the living shit out of me. He's just on 10 <laughs> at least. And then like, you know, turns it up to 15. Like he's just too fucking wound up sometimes for me uh 
I was, I'm always sad because a lot of the Jack Black roles probably would have gone to Chris Farley. You know, you're absolutely right. Like, if you think about it, every time Jack Black does that weird, like, spin thing he does on screen, can't you picture Chris <laughs> Farley doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like, I can picture him in school. Yeah. I can picture Holy him shit, man. Movies. I haven't even thought about that. Until, nah, now I'm sad. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm going to go, like, every time I see a picture of Jack Black, it's going to be, like, the one tier. Like, should have been you, Chris Farley. Well, I slept on Zach and Mary a long time because I'm, I, I, I guess I'm white person racist because I always thought Elizabeth Banks was the the horrible woman from Grey's Anatomy. Mm. <laughs> so I hated everything she was in without giving her a Legit shot. Legit, though, they kind of look alike. And then, uh, yeah, then, then I thought, uh, oh, those are And then it was people. okay. That I watched just like, you have like tons so of funny. movies you can watch now because it's not Catherine Heigl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I also enjoyed that comedy troupe, you know, Seth Rogen, Craig Robinson. Yeah, I really like Craig Robinson. I like Craig people. Robinson so much. So you're like the, the end of the world. Yep. Uh, there. This Kids is the end. Is that it? Yeah. I yeah. like that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the interview. I. I know you don't like Franco. No, I don't particularly like but... I, but I'll watch him and shit. Like, there are certain mm-hmm. actors that I'm going to have to, like, let go. Like, I have to be like, well, if I want to watch movies, I'm going to have to accept the fact that they might be in them. Uh, so I, I can't... Franco is not a deal killer for me unless the movie itself doesn't really hold my interest. Like, at some point, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch The Disaster Artist. I, I got Frank. Was, was it so good? good? All right, so then I, I guess... Oh, I love, all right, I so then it. I have to, then. But it's enough of a comedy I can't suggest it. I don't suggest comedies right. to people. It's a drama, dramedy kind of, but it's more comedy. And oh, Franco's brother's I awesome like him. In it. He's kind of funny. Like he's a big dork, like in everything he's in, but he's funny. What's his name? Jess? Is it Jess and... Franco? No, is it? No. John, John Franco. Oh, right, right, right. Franco. <laughs> How's it John Franco? Wow, for horrible names. It's not John. It's not John <laughs> James Franco and Dave, Dave Franco. Franco? Dave. I wasn't even close. <laughs> You've done smoking. Yeah. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh. <laughs> All right, so then, uh, what? Since we're talking about like the oddball Kevin Smith movies, did you see Cop Out? No, just because the stories of the set and how horrible of a time he had, I don't really want to watch a movie where no one enjoyed like, yeah. making it. <laughs> that was kind of how I felt. Like he does all of the. He had a series of uh, of DVDs came out like the Evening with Kevin Smith DVDs, mm. um, which are yeah. great. I really love those. Like I could probably listen to that dude tell like, you know, movie stories and shit like that, uh, like 24 hours a day. If it was, if it was an option. Um, oh yeah. And if you're listening right now, shut us off, go to YouTube and look for the Superman Kevin Smith yes. story. Oh my God. And that, that's just hilarious. It's wonderful. <laughs> or the one that he tells about Prince. The Prince stories are oh, really geez, good yeah. too. Um, and then come back. Yeah. Next. Yeah. 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 So, um <laughs> like those are great he talks about like you know tons of behind the scenes stuff and 
he talks about making that movie and it really didn't seem like anyone particularly had a good time doing it. Like it, it made me, I like Bruce Willis. It made me like Bruce Willis less after hearing what a, what a difficult person he was to work with. <laughs> kind of ruined, kind of ruined him a little bit for me. But uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe Bruce Willis has turned into a grumpy old man now. <laughs> like maybe he always was John McClane, but now he's just old John McClane. He's going to turn into like our Charles Bronson. He just needs a mustache at this point. <laughs> but I, I actually, uh, I don't remember what birthday it was, but Jen bought me tickets. I went to see him do one of his speaking shows. It was the Jay and Silent Bob Get Old tour, and he actually brought... It was right after, I believe, Jason Mewes had come out of rehab, I think. Uh, so he was bringing him on the road with him, basically, to like help be supportive, like so that he would always have people around him and didn't feel like he needed to, to use or drink or anything like that. Um, so it was really cool to see like a... Like a almost like a 100% Jay. Like there was nothing subdued about him like he was really it was everything i i wanted it to be <laughs> and i had really good seats and like he came out on stage and started talking and i like i did that thing like where the eyes get huge like oh <laughs> it's fat jesus you know like basically how it was now it's like he's now he's so lost weight. like a ridiculous amount of weight and sometimes like he'll put up pictures on instagram and i'm like fuck are you or i'll be like is he <laughs> sick and they're like no no no. he almost died like so i can't wait for clark's two i mean clark's three four jay and silent jay and silent bob yeah just to see just to see like how much how he looks. right because you know there's going to be jokes about it yeah definitely joke about himself yeah. so <laughs> do you think um Oh, wait, you know what? I'm going to fucking skip that one. We'll get back to that one. All right. So we talked about his movie stuff, but uh, like he's had a pretty solid, you know, a career in TV, too. Uh, he did a show. Remember that show Reaper? I kind of remember it. I saw the pilot. Yeah. I think that was all they showed on TV. He did that. He did an episode of that. Uh, there was the painfully unappreciated Clerks cartoon which I absolutely adore. Uh, I was really pissed the other day because you can't get it on Blu-ray. So all I have it on is like regular mm. DVD. Uh, he, you showed that to everybody who came to our I party. did. Like that was, that was like, that, <laughs> I saw it so much. I know. Time. And thankfully there was only like six episodes. Like, oh, have you seen the clerk? That part is you could smoke and forget it. Whereas I had to <laughs> Who's driving? Oh, Bear. Bear is driving. How can that be? I did that to you with Napoleon Dynamite too, didn't I? Didn't I make you watch that movie like six hundred fucking times? No, thankfully you did. Oh, not. good. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, it was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that I ran into that annoying. It was like a bro movie at the time. Yes. So yeah, I ran into that. It got very quotable. Yeah. Especially like Jay stuff, like, you know, Snoochie Boochies and Snoogans and all that bullshit. Uh, it's very, it's, 
if anybody but Jay does it, it's just not as like I don't care. Like he could say it a million times and it'll be fine every single time he sees it. But if the dickhead at the gas station says it, I'm like, what a dirtbag! Like, <laughs> just sell me right. Me, man. <laughs> just buy your Marlboro Reds and get the fuck out of here, Kyle. Uh, let's, he's done what? Stuff for Supergirl. Yeah, he did right? Supergirl. He's done the Flash. I don't think he did Arrow, uh, but I could be wrong <coughs> on that. Um, he apparently also did episodes of The Goldbergs, but I don't watch that show. Uh, mm. It's a little too uh, gimmicky for me. Too, too sick of me for you. What's that? Too network. Too network. Too network. Yeah, it's a little too a uh, little too mainstream for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> No, and it's got... It wasn't written on a time. Right, later. exactly. In the dark. <laughs> like, you know, with some guy who chain smokes. Um, I lost my tuck fucking train of thought. You totally derailed <laughs> me. That's fine. <laughs> no, it feels like it's it's like a canned laughter show. And mm. I can't stand canned laughter. Like, don't... If, you, if I have to be told where the joke is, you didn't write a joke. Like, I should know it's funny. It's a fucking joke. I've heard him. Um... But anyway, we know I don't like sitcoms. Uh, so, I mean, I, like we said with the with the with the question earlier, like he, it, superhero stuff is kind of his 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 bag. Like especially now right. at this point in his career, like it, I bet it would be like a childhood dream to be able to like write for these shows. Like I wouldn't necessarily want him to get chewed up in the Marvel machine, um, because their TV is not spectacular um <laughs> it's okay uh and dc's is far better and i feel like dc would let him do more hmm. i feel like if he went to that boardroom of of you know big money people at at dc and the cw and said want to add this character this character and this character they'd be like hey, what the fuck we'll go for it and he's written a lot of comics for both companies. He did. He did. Uh, he did that run with uh, Black Cat for Spider Man that took like, God, that thing took like five fucking years to finish because he just never got around. Like he did like four episodes and then like there was supposed to be two more and then he just he took like five years to write them. It was like the George R R Martin of my of my comics <laughs> career. Had a lot of Batman stuff. A lot of. Um... Daredevil and Green Arrow we had a long run on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, he knows his, his superhero stuff. Yeah, he knows his comic stuff. Like, I feel like it's ridiculous that he hasn't had more jobs from Marvel and DC before now. Why wouldn't you have him come in and write one of your fucking movies? J Jesus, why wouldn't you have him come in and write one of your movies? Oh, that shit works. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I just want to. I just want good DC movies. That's all. I don't think it's too much to ask for. Apparently, it is. Apparently so. <laughs> I don't know who I have to make fucking vague threats to on Twitter, but I'll find you and I'll do it. Stop making. Stop making my favorite superheroes stupid. But full disclosure, I'm cool with Rob Pattinson playing Batman. At this point, I don't give a fuck who plays Batman. As long as we get Batman, right? <laughs> Like you, you, like they change him. Like most people change socks. So, like, like, oh, we got Ben Affleck after two movies, and oh, it's really good. Like you know, people, I, I liked him. I don't. Maybe other people didn't, but I don't care. Uh, 
I liked him as Batman. And then they were like, nope, we got to get somebody else. Like, I feel like Christian Bale fucked it up for everybody. Like he came in and for some reason people thought those were like a superior Batman and then nobody else could come at it. George Clooney was the superior Batman. Good God, man. <laughs> I well, thought he was shut off after you right? said like Robert you just, Pattinson. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said Robert Pattinson was going to be okay, like it was just boop. Like we'll be able to watch a drops. <laughs> I mean, but so with the TV stuff, we agree, obviously, that we feel like that's maybe where he should, where he should lean going forward. Well, I guess he's the executive producer of Sam and Twitch, which is the, the I believe they're the detectives from Spawn. They are. They that's their, right. And they got the uh, offshoot comic. So he's doing a pr- crime procedural with them and crime procedurals always work. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I will definitely check that out. know how far along in production it is but that'll be right good hopefully anyway why don't you wrap us up all right so everybody this was our kevin smith episode i want to thank everybody for uh for not you know torch and pitchfork us when we uh skipped a week there uh it wasn't planned it was just you know uh bad sleep schedules and you know shitty work schedules it just kept us it kept us from giving you the stellar product that you have come to expect from us at the how we saw it podcast uh, and we didn't want to give you anything less than the best uh so we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh you know if there's any kevin smith movies that you haven't seen that we've mentioned uh go check them out or if there's something that you know about a movie or something we didn't mention mention it on facebook uh we would love to hear from you and uh, <laughs> um, and if you get a chance, go leave us a review. Like it's uh, it's really cool to see uh, what people think of how we're doing. Um, so, Mike, if the people wanted to find you on social media, where would they go and do that? They could find me on Twitter as at Medicify by Five, and you can get me on Twitter at a Thomas 1978. I'm not super active. Mike's a little bit more active than I am. He drunk tweets. things. It's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike. Yo, I feel like I can't do a, I can't do a silent Bob thing here because like, obviously we're a listening show and, uh, somebody's got to fucking talk. So Mike say goodnight to everybody. Good night, everybody. Later y'all. <laughs>